had breath and big feet. Men who look like frogs, hyenas. Men who walk as if melody had never been invented. Men who think it is intelligent to hire and fire and profit. Men with expensive wives they possess like 60 acres of ground to be drilled or shown off or to be walled away from the incompetent. Men who kill you because they're crazy and justify it because it's the law. Men who stand in front of windows 30 feet wide and see nothing. Men with luxury yachts who can sail around the world and yet never get out of their vest pockets. Men like snails, men like eels, men like slugs and not as good. And nothing. Getting your last paycheck at a harbor, at a factory, at a hospital, at an aircraft plant, at a penny arcade, at a barber shop, at a job you didn't want anyway. Income tax, sickness, servility, broken arms, broken heads, all the stuffing come out like an old pillow. I drink a great big whiskey to you 
up the wind begins to blow you turn your back on a paying back last call first the grass then the leaves then the snow ain't much waking anyway in the fall looking for a cigarette one more good day a little bit of it and as the nurses come out of the building after their shift having had enough eight nurses with different names and different places to go walking across the lawn some of them want cocoa and a paper some of them want a hot bath some of them want a man some of them are hardly thinking at all. Enough and not enough. Arcs and pilgrims, oranges, gutters, ferns, antibodies, boxes of tissue paper. In the most decent sometimes sun, there is a soft smoke feeling from urns and the canned sound of old battle flames. And if you go inside and run the window ledge, you'll find dirt, maybe even earth. And if you look out the window, there will be the day. And as you get older, you'll keep looking, keep looking, sucking your tongue in a little. Ah, uh, ah, uh, no, no, maybe. Some do it naturally, some obscenely, everywhere.
always believe you gotta give to get to know. Oh yeah, oh Lord. And if you don't give it, you won't get it. That's right. I give her all my love. That's all I do. Yeah. 
Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Watch a full-length Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T podcast. That stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. I got it. With Mike Spiegelman and Carl and Paul Brumbaugh. Hi, Paul Brumbaugh, our special guest on the show. Hey, guys. Wow, it's a blast from the past. <laughs> Paul used to be our our follow up, and it's great to have you here, Paul. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening, you can, there's two ways you can listen. We are streaming first out there, and you can always donate to the station at Venmo with at Mutiny Radio, and check out their website. A lot of great shows on it, and we also have our website with the acronym L W A F L M O Y T. We would love for you to subscribe. <laughs> uh, Carl, what movie are we watching today? Oh, we have a gem today. We are watching Working Trash 1990. Working Trash 1990. Now the S is a dollar sign. Whoa, there's no S in working. <laughs> oh, it's trash. You're always oh, working on my spelling. Yes, and the channel we like is called Vintage Movies, which is a pretty blasé channel, but maybe it's worth browsing. Well, you should always subscribe to the uh, channels we, that are hosting the movies that we like to watch. So we would like for you to type in Working Trash. Don't listen to Carl. You type in a dollar sign. Your search engine is going to explode. <laughs> Just type in Working Trash 1990, and then you'll find it. It's hosted by Vintage Movies, our new best friends. We want you to hit the link, hit pause, move the timer to zero, zero, zero. We want you to wait until our celebrity comedian countdown gives you the go ahead. Carl? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Celebrity Comedian Countdown with today's comedian, Paul Brumba. Paul Brumba. Woohoo, woohoo. I'm a celebrity. <laughs> All right, guys, you know the you know the drill. Why? Because I invented it. Here we go. I'm gonna do this in three, two, none, and go. All right, I hit it on go. I went with audio, so there you go. No, that's all right. Uh, enjoy the music. It's, it's terrible music, and it's obviously TV. You see the. 
the, the credits. I don't really yeah. know started in this strange it's not a movie as much as television and this was fox tv's first tv movie yeah that's right it was a super super big deal they invested a lot of money in it uh now george carlin doesn't have a prolific movie com career like other comedians like a uh richard pryor or uh, the list isn't in my brain right now but or a buddy epson sorry or a buddy epson right <laughs> That's right, Buddy Epson, who we all know. Um, Is Jed Clampett, maybe? Yeah, Jed Clampett, right, exactly. Yeah, but during the 80s, he always had that roly-poly dad man. Right. Well, we saw Michael J. Pollard. He's uh, the, isn't he like a, a scary dude? Michael J. Pollard. I guess my research didn't go as deep as him. He's like a 70s dude. Like, you look at him and you go, oh, trouble. <laughs> like, he played a preacher. Oh, you mean, oh. like, whatever whatever part he's playing, he's a bad guy, so we already know he's going to be the bad guy? Yeah, that's right. He walks on screen, you're like, yeah, bad guy. He that did it. Late 80s George Carlin, right? Looking good. Classic, classic. Yeah, it looks like a early 2000s Paul Brumbaugh. Wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> you wore those shirts? Had your hair down? Still wear the shirts and the shorts <laughs> in combo. So basically what we're getting here is they have a grumbly marriage and he bets. He bets and he gets in over his head. Okay. He could have, I could have married a podiatrist. I'm not doing too bad, you know, Ruthie. It's pretty good dialogue. Oh, he sounds like side B of some of his albums, right? When he gets into like the, the marriage thing. <laughs> Look how he's losing the game right now. Damn it! I'm a comedic actor. No, he's been in a lot of good movies. He's been in the Bill and Ted movies, right? The first right. two. He was right. in Prince of Tides. Yeah. Uh, and he was in that great movie with um, the woman from Cheers um, and Ben Midler. Was it Outrageous, outrageous Fortune? Fortune. Yeah. yeah. He, was, he was really funny in that. But you're right. This is one of his total over-the-top characterizations. So a guy named No Neck is calling. You know, Ruthie, No Neck. <laughs> and he <laughs> owes him $6,000. Or he's going to get killed. Uh, he goes, yeah. he goes $6,000. And he's like, but look, Ruthie, think, that's got three zeros in it. That's 1990s money. Yeah. This is great. They haven't got off the porch once. Oh, he has a TV on his porch. Yeah, Jealous. with the rabbit ears. Yeah. We can get oil on them. Now, ABC. The, the wife proceeds to tell No Neck the directions to their house. <laughs> like, to go kill George Carlin. And um, the internet thinks it's important, to, and I did look it up on map on um, Google Maps. Uh, she gives the wrong directions. <laughs> That's Hollywood for you. That's why those TV movies suck. They always get the wrong direction. Right. It screws you up. Well, what was the other Fox one? It was like Hard Times on Spooner Street. Do you remember that? Where Jim Carrey was like the troubled gay son? Right. And the if you're right. The, the directions in that movie were totally inaccurate. Yeah, I absolutely. found myself in Queens. Yeah. Nowhere near Spooner. 
Now, now, Paul, you love uh, George Carlin. I do. I love him. I love him beyond the grave. Yeah, absolutely. I love him. I love his family. But yeah. as you guys know, my connection to the Carlin family is through Patrick Carlin, his older brother, which is currently 89 years old. Mm-hmm. And George just had his, what would have been his 85th birthday. Uh-huh. Um, what, two weeks ago? Yeah, I think so. He pops up He's the only one who's at Scotty's. They have a poster of him. He's the only picture on the walls there that doesn't perform there. He's like, it's like to pay homage to him. And no other comedian has that. Same thing at New Yorker Pizza. (laughs) I'm sure there's a Barnes and Noble collecting dust with a picture of George Carlin. New album. New annual album. And there's Ben Stiller. And then right. what's that guy right there? Carl, who's that guy? Yeah, that's uh, Bonk Bonk. He's our Star Trek connection. His name is Michael Pollard. <laughs> that's oh, what that's I'm telling you. Pollard. Okay, that's Michael so when Pollard. I see him, I always think of, oh, he's gonna he's not gonna be the killer. He's gonna be the goofball dude. <laughs> right. No, dude, he's he's creeper, man. It's a scary <laughs> dude. Well, I'm trying to think, was he no, I was gonna say, was he in that other one with uh, Bobcat? But you couldn't have him and Bobcat in the same movie. They <laughs> but yeah, out. your eyes will go nuts. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was thinking he was in Hot to Trot somewhere, but no, I'm trying to remember what movie he was in later that I saw. He might have been. He could have been a jockey easily. So Ben Stiller's meeting the love interest, okay, and that's uh, Susan, our love interest, and. He's there to apply for the job of broker. And basically, right. they're having the awkward, you know, banter. Now, the thing is, Stiller's got no charisma. It just isn't working. You know, like, as the audience, we're supposed to be like, you know, if we're, we're supposed to be like, I like her, and I bet you I could, you know, she'd like a guy like me. And if you're a woman, you're supposed to be like, that's cool. He's, he's neat. He's cute. He's got none of that. Well, he, it's not his signature style. He's not all in black. Right. Okay, this is Homer Simpson. Dad Casanelli? Yes. Oh, we're not listening to his voice? Oh, let's do it. Here we go. Yeah. Listen to that traffic outside. Yeah, the traffic's louder. My God, he's so young. <laughs> yep. It's yeah. 1989, this was shot, and 1990, it's... Well, you can tell it's early Dan. He has at least six hairs on top of his head. <laughs> That's right. His hair's still there. Well, he was on looking like a chimp. Yeah. They modeled oh. Homer's hair after his. So, basically, the joke here is... You, you no quali- yeah, you don't have any qualifications to be a broker. So he's going to get started off as a janitor and work oh. the way up. <laughs> yeah, too bad. <laughs> we can hear the dialogue. It goes something like, you know, like, I could see here that you haven't even done the Ben Stiller show yet. Bingo. That's right. Your run on Saturday Night Live was so short-lived. Right. Everyone knows you you know, television. I like the Ben Stiller show. 
It has a couple good things in it. You watch like the entirety of it, and you realize like Ben Stiller just stops showing up after a while. They just have like suddenly Bob Odenkirk and David Cross on it. Oh yeah, that's right, Bob Odenkirk. Okay, so now <clears throat> we see his lowly fate. He is now a janitor with George Carlin, but he's an optimistic sort of fellow. He's gonna work his way up. And now he's like. You got it? I got to make a phone call because I'm going to get killed by a mobster. So you work the buffer. And this guy's got no experience with the buffer, and that'll be our visual joke. So this is our set, big set piece. Yeah, and basically we're being set up to meet the bad guy of the movie in a, like, whoopsie-whoopsie accident, and it'll set him off on the wrong foot, you know. Thank you, director. The guy who wrote this, we're Whoopi Goldberg fans. The guy who wrote this, yeah. one of them, uh, wrote Eddie. Um, in oh, the, the, the good one, right? Yeah, yeah, he's a manager. Now, George Carlin's like, look, you see, it's like a woman. You gotta keep control. <laughs> you give it a whirl. What? <laughs> Yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the movie was made in what what year? But they, you know, those buffing machines were still out of, you know, out of style back then, out of style then. <laughs> when you have a they're doing, they're doing it. He's doing it in a crowded uh, hall. Oh, the comedy's in the background. You have to squint your eyes. Right up front, it's like he's calling a guy at the track. He needs six thousand dollars. He'll hang up on him. Hello, hello. You know. Yeah. Here comes the bad guy. Oh, look how bad. Cobra Kai. All the way. Oh, yeah, he's so Cobra Kai. He's been walking down this hallway menacingly. You think you can bring Cobra Kai back to the valley? Whoa! Hey! I read the script. You're Get off me, moron. You knocked my script off. I really liked your part in the script when you called me a jerk. Get, give me my papers, bozo. That's my script. So, uh, yeah. Hang on, hang on. Gotta sort through my papers. He goes, ah, that was a senior vice president. At least you're meeting all the right people. Bing, bing. I love how George Collins, uh, Carlin just saunders in with his hands in his pockets. Like, he's already got the look down. Yeah. He's a saunterer. He's a saunterer. Okay, what kid, I want to show you my off button. You have an off button, Mr. Carlin? <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is George Wallace, our comedian. Yay, look at Ollie. Look how tall. And young. I, just, I would look uh, at him right now. I think he's thin. He was on last week, Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Have you met him before? No, I uh, I did a, a improv show where he was the next week's act, so I saw like film uh, clips on the wall. <laughs> I met him at Comedy Day, whatever, four years ago. Oh, cool. Okay, now this is uh, Austin Powers. Yeah, henchwoman. Oh, Mindy Sterling, right? Yeah, Mindy Sterling. She was born in Patterson, New Jersey. Big shout out. Yeah, I can't even. I I think I only have like a two word 
impression of her. Right. Or or <laughs> can you do that again, Paul, and say Scott? Call Scott. Yeah, call Scott. No, that just sounds more <laughs> like Odenkirk or them. Anyway, but no, yeah. Lucky was, um, I'm sorry, I keep cutting you off because I know you're a fan of that. So Raven, she was the volleyball <laughs> court coach. Yeah, coach. Oh, I must have missed that season when, when Raven was playing volleyball. That's like completely clueless. Is that canon? Oh, that's so Michael. Okay, so like yeah. He, okay, he's in hot. He's in debt for six thousand dollars. So he's like, "Can you help me out?" And like, basically, like, he's got like two hundred eighty dollars now. So he goes, "It's a start." He just knows he's gonna die. <laughs> This is set up that something shady is going on at the firm and involves bad guys. Gotcha. And also the director's making us hate him because he's telling Homer Simpson, get out of here. You, you, you know, I can't think with you around. I took a glance at the director's uh, filmography and uh, I'm proud to say he directed uh, uh, the last Police Academy movie. Mission to Moscow, 1994. One of the worst ones, but yeah. I was going to bring that up because you that I love those movies. That's the one I don't really like, but uh, I have to give him credit for it, you know. Well, he didn't write it. He just directed it, but he he directed Back to School with Dangerfield. Wow, that's a classic. Mm Mm-hmm. And my favorite credit of his is The Winds of Whoopi, which is that Steve Martin special. <laughs> With Whoopi Goldberg? No, it was, there was The Winds of War. It was a miniseries. Right. And so he did The Winds of Whoopi, you know, it was TV. It was TV back then. So it was Whoopi with the IE. No, it, that wasn't the Steve, Steve was Martin that. special. Yeah. But you would like to make it whoopy just because of the word whoopy. Yeah. They couldn't they couldn't use the word sex. The winds of sex. Okay. Now here's Jed Clampett, and he is the top, top, toppity top of the firm, and he's family with our bad guy. And basically there's a guy on the phone all excited for the his firm's working with this firm, and he's sleeping. He's the old patriarchal figure yes and that's the joke um i'll play a little audio because he has the first funny line of the film i think you know why start carl what's that why start why start being funny yeah (laughs) okay so there's this evil shredder okay and the shredder like is possessed by the devil or something in the other room and so she's having a lot of hard a lot of trouble with it um and, and it's a paper shredder not a right. not the shredder from teenage mutant ninja turtles right? exactly oh, yeah i appreciate that i was like why would shredder from teenage mutant ninja turtle be there without you know bebop rocksteady <laughs> rocksteady okay well, so paper. yeah it's it, it's 1989 
He has no computer on his desk. Computer on his desk? No, uh, he has phone. He's a CB radio. <laughs> right. Steam uh, powered Steam. Runs on Steam. Right. Yeah. Got a pterodactyl. Wisecracking pterodactyl. Okay. Here it is. He's got this thing for the shredder that's hot. Looking forward to this. He made this before Mission to Moscow. Oh, he did? Yeah, I mean, 89 and Mission to Moscow is 94. Did you catch his line? Good, good, something, something. Oh, oh well. Oh well. We tried. <laughs> we tried, Carl. Well, it's the first funny thing in the movie. That, that's all. Jed Clampett saves the day like he's got like a bunch of funny lines, you know. I mean, that isn't to say George Carlin isn't funny, but it's like we know what we're seeing. And I don't know. It was the first time you were surprised. He goes, oh, that thing almost bit my hand off. And he goes, good, good. <laughs> we paid enough money for it. Uh, that's, that's right. Funny. That's right. Feed Buddy Ups in the funny lines. <laughs> that guy can tell a joke. Yeah. Jesus, look at Ben Stiller. Put in your, your jacket, your button. So this is the scene in which those two like each other, you know. He, yeah. You know, the lowest janitor and the highest, C, you know, chairman of the board or whatever he is, become good friends. Hey, you want a stogie? Here, I'll just steal some from my corporate box. <laughs> the uh, Stiller didn't just throw out his cigar. He ashed it out and saved the, the remainder of the cigar. And he's like, you just saved me 35 bucks there, son. Wow, that's like how many bits? Bits <laughs> two quarters, and there's like 35 times four. Yeah, that's a lot of bits. He just said just now, he goes, you know, smoking's bad for you, sir. And he goes, I'm 85 years old. Nothing bad for me, son. He's he's the funniest comedic actor in this thing. It's amazing how they had to throw that no smoking in there. You can't go five minutes without that. They're robbing people's money, Carl. Isn't that a bigger crime? Than a cigar? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. it is. So, this movie, yeah. Right now, he's saying, like, what do you think of precious metals, sir? And he goes, I like softer music. Precious metals. <laughs> What's precious metal, Dido? Well, it's like commodities trading. Yeah. There's currency exchanges, there's precious metals, there's. Pork bellies, there's oil features, there's soybeans, soybeans, yeah, soybeans. Pork belly is actually a commodity, mm -hmm. but I've seen trading places. Oh, frozen, yeah, that's, that's where I got everything from. So they're looking through the trash, and they're like, What secret well, plant on earth? It's like. Oh, so you're interested in uh, love interest, eh? You've got to be a garbologist. Now they're learning she likes the band U2. She bought it at Tower Records. She likes cheese danishes. She went to Harvard Business School. Huh. And then like they're going to find... Well, I better wait till it's night. 
Oh, what, like a bloody... Agadaz, a used condom. Wait, hold on. No, Mike, this isn't a real movie. That would happen in a real movie, right? Right, they find like a bloody handkerchief or something. Right. That, and we'd hear the music. That's intriguing. Yeah, not this one. Better put that away. Look, the guy has a red cap. Boo. We want to speak to your It's Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Wait. Yeah, it's a side job. He's our Star Trek connection. Yeah, I know. And he was in the original series. Um, the his big line was "bonk bonk bonk bonk," and Captain Kirk goes, "No more bonk bonk." Do you guys know that episode? No. Oh. No, it was a bonk bonk episode. No. Yeah, that was the bonk bonk episode. <laughs> it was called. Not to be confused with the Glass Menagerie. Gotcha. Okay. Nineteen sixty-six. He was in a lot of things. Tango and Cash, Scrooge, Roxanne, Bonnie and Clyde. He's, uh, you know. Yeah, Bonnie and Clyde's a big one. Well, he played well, a preacher a in a John Houston movie that I really liked. Like, he was a real stubborn contrarian. Like, it's a really cool movie. I wish I could remember the name, but he's in a bunch of stuff. Now, you see how it didn't go into the shredder. Okay, you put on the audio, Mike. All right, with pleasure. Now we get Buddy Epson being funny. Well, I would like to take this opportunity just to say goodbye to you and to say it's really been a pleasure working with you. Oh, it's been a pleasure working with you, too. Yeah. Well, uh, this might be the last trash barrel I ever empty. There's a contract out on my life. <laughs> I need $6,000. Contract. Uh, you better have your lawyer check it. Jesus, Carlin, like, not single-minded, right? Oh, Mike, you turned the audio off. I did turn it off. Yeah, enough of that. Well, Buddy said, contract, eh? You better have your lawyer check it. You don't want to lose that $6,000. And that walks out. And then Stiller's like, good try, George Carlin, but you're going to die tonight. I was just going to say, George Carlin sounds like the type of guy who's like, hey, how's it going, George? Uh, I still have six. I owe six thousand. Yeah, I know, I know. You mentioned that. Anything else? Oh, yeah. I still owe $6,000. He's giving him like trash wisdom. Cover your food before you, you know. I don't know what to say. It's dumb. So oh, good. now they're going to, I think, discover the memo. And like somebody's making an offer for Gaston Oil. So that means they have insider information that, you know, it'll open at $12. But then, like, as soon as that thing's announced, a bunch of people will buy it. It will go right. insider info. Oh, you can't say no to insider info. Except Ben Stiller wants to say no because it's totally illegal. Paul Brumba, did you ever do insider trading? Because he doesn't seem the type, Paul, right? He's a good guy. No, he says that he seems like an honest Eagle Scout up and up for up a cover. And that's what Excuse me, FCC. I found a pile of money in the corner and uh I think is it yours? <laughs> that was very, very good of you to return the money, Mike. You have good character. You're going to make a great adult, except you're going <laughs> to fall behind in our system. 
because it's built on criminality. They go, yo, this is like to the results of tomorrow's horse race. Already he's going to put it in George Carlin's speech. And so George Carlin's like, of course, could I save my life, you know, with that money? And he goes, yes, you could, but you can't. It's illegal. It's insider trading. Well, when it comes to jail or death, I'll pick jail. I love how, like, you know, they do that cross shot where they have the stand-in, like, stand, like, there's there's the Ben Stiller stand-in while Carlin talks. Uh-huh. Like, for Ben, for Carlin, they must have had, like, a million guys that looked like him. Like, this is no problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like stepfather Warren. Yeah, every guy, every older guy I know is yeah. from behind. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> it just need like a little ponytail and uh, like the overextended hippie hair. Oh yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah, okay, I could think of other guys like that. So he's talking him into it. Save my life, and Stiller's gonna. Agree. So they got to go to the broker, and of course they're going to pick love interest broker. Right. So Stiller is wearing a black shirt in that scene. He's getting his look back. Very nice, but he's too young to have a look yet. This is. But if you look at his movies, he dresses the same. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter what movie it is. It could be a night at the museum. It could be a tower heist. He's always wearing black. Mm-hmm. Zulanda. Zoolander. Zoolander number two. Now, this director, he did Girls Just Want to Have Fun with Sarah Jessica Parker. Um, But his last credit is The Growing Pains movie 2000 for TV. Growing Pains. Growing Pains. That'll put your nail in the coffin. Yeah. That's the Alan Thick one? Kirk Cameron? Uh, Yeah. 1980. But uh, the film... Does they go to Branson, Missouri? I think we saw two Cameron films on our show. For Cameron, yeah, we saw Left Behind. Right. And we saw, um, oh, Saving Christmas, Kirk Cameron, Saving Christmas. Yep. Now, he was going to direct a Sam Kinison movie, um, but it didn't work out. the production was shut down very early. They got to start filming some of it. And I bet you it's out there on YouTube or something. It was called A Took, A-T-U-K. Uh, uh-huh. Some guy, Mordecai R- Richler, and he made a novel. I don't know. That's the only thing interesting. I mean, he worked with uh, Sam Kinison and directed him early into filming. Yeah, well, that sounds interesting. Whoop de doo! The producer was Andrew Sugarman. Hoo hoo hoo! <laughs> so <laughs> here we got a we got a sure bet here, and we we're gonna pay cash in the uh... yeah. So this is a funny bit. He's like, "Here it is, two thousand dollars," and she goes, "Gee," he goes, "Yeah." She's like, "I can only open an account with two thousand dollars." He goes, "Here, it's all here." And he goes, well, we might be a little light. I, I bought like <laughs> some lottery tickets as a backup plan. So instead of her cheese Danish, she will give them the like $1.98 they need or whatever it was. So wait, that makes her a millionaire as well. No, she would get the commission. Now it's just $2,000 investment, but out of it, they're going to make around 20, 20 grand. 
Yeah, but doesn't that make her a partner? Yeah. Yeah, she's the broker. She doesn't know they have inside information. Right. She's just covering it because doesn't she say something like, uh, oh, you're a dollar short. He bought the lottery ticket. Oh, right. my Danish today. Yeah, right. Exactly right. And it shows that, like, she has a crush on the janitor, uh, Ben Stiller. So, now so his original elevator pitch must have worked. <laughs> yeah, they right. are now celebrating the, you know, he's not going to die. And and Ben Stiller's like those mob guys always get so look so depressed when they have to cancel a hit. Is this a Ben Stiller movie where his parents do not show up in it? Yep. Wow, what restraint? What restraint? He doesn't want to make it too obvious. Yeah. So they had a promotional photo. It was a big, large, like threaded screw, and the caption said. Tonight, two working stiffs are going to do to Wall Street what it's done to us. Oh, screw us. <laughs> right? They, they don't do that in this movie. Yeah, no other stillers in this movie, but don't worry. There's at least one Polaroid commercial during the break. <laughs> right. Is this like trading places in this movie? Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Well, Trade Places had an adversary, right? You had the rich guys making the bet and them trying to screw it off, screw over the rich guys. Yeah, well, some of that is going on here. The bad guy is like uh, sucking out the money from their pension fund uh, into this like shell corporation that's really controlled by him. Oxide, the movie returns next now, week. This money, I- yeah. Um. Wait, do your promo. Such and such returns this week. Her, Herman's head returns. I'll do Herman's head. <laughs> All right, go ahead, I, Carl. I think I remember that. Was it animated? No, it was like uh, Hank Azaria and inside his head. Oh, no, no, his buddy, Hank, uh, Herman. <laughs> George yeah. Wallace is wearing a flamingo hat. Uh-huh. Now look, confidential Shredder. Carlin's got another one because the Shredder is evil, and the the secretary just won't use it. You see, so he's getting all these inside information things. Wow, what a but brain. he's doing it behind the back of Ben Stiller. It's a very weird way this movie goes right now. George Carlin is the guy who's doing the trading with Susan, and not Ben Stiller. He's oblivious that it's happening at all. It's weird. Do they both go to jail, though, at least? Uh, No. No, there's no jail. No, they're the heroes. No, they're they're going to beat the bad guy. In real life, he doesn't have knowledge of it happening. If we were actually considering movies being real life. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, he can't be the good guy in this movie. He he has to go to jail. No, he's he's doing his criminal. No, he's the good guy. He no, won't get the good guy. That he'll beat the bad guy, who's mortgaged to the hilt. He's leveraged, son. Buddy ups, and as long as I never wear, have to wear overalls again in my yeah, life. Yeah, no shit. 
But he was in a bunch of movies. Wasn't he um, in Dreamscape? Was he the president? No, that was someone else. That was, uh, oh, no, that was um, Eddie Albert. That was Eddie Albert. That was Eddie Albert, yeah. I always get those white-haired guys mixed up. Yeah, for Green Acres. Yeah. Acres is the place to be. Farm living is the life for me. Beep, 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 beep. You turn it off like right after the theme song. You're like, okay, everybody has been. Click. Click. <laughs> Keep me. New York is where I click. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just adore a click. Darling, I love you, but get. Yeah, they can do the theme song of uh, fucking Sweet Acres. That is hilarious. Your your Zsa Zsa Gabor sounded like the Queen. Bro! <laughs> I hate Hill Street Blues. I can barely make it to this do 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 click. Oh, the fucking theme song. Okay, so what is your all-time haunting theme song that you can't get rid of in your head? Is it that one? Probably. That would. That's a high. That's high up there for sure. So There's some the really great ones that stick in your head, and that's what they were supposed to be, right? They were supposed oh, to be I, jingles. I actually have a theme song for this movie. Working trash. <laughs> The, the Temptations did this, uh, their theme song. Oh, in this movie, they got The Temptations? In the yeah, tonight. yeah. Well, we're talking major TV. You see, back then, a TV movie wasn't... It, okay, rem, just flashback to 89. I know you guys remember. There right. was uh, Rabbit Ears, and, you know, the movie of the week was a big deal. What were you going to, you know, going out to the movies cost money. This shit was free when a good movie was on. You would spend, you know, Saturday night. Yeah, but the flip side is that they would have, like, such obscura. Like, this movie aired once. It aired once, right? Uh, yeah. And then but maybe... at a time when their viewership was, you know, tremendous. Yeah, but still, it's like, it's 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 here today, gone tomorrow. I mean, if I go, if I miss out on Close Encounters, eventually it's going to hit video in seven years, but it's going to be back, you know. It'll be on TV. Yeah, you're right about that. Like I'm sure this plays somewhere. It has to. It's a property. It's it's a film. It's got stars. It's content. It could mm. go, you know. But it's streamable. Yeah. Now Ben Stiller unfortunately did not have the opportunity to look up her skirt. He was not low enough, and the skirt, you know, it didn't help that it was below, you know, the thought below the knee. So. Um, He's a good guy. Second. He's a good guy. That's yeah. what this movie's trying to tell us. Although that was a 14th take. <laughs> wow, look hey, how clean New York here. is. My God, look how clean New York is. I know that. Yeah. yeah. You did? And cut, and then everything's just back. There we Okay, so now there'll be a dumb comedic bit, which isn't funny. He's coming in dressed all richy, richy, rich. I suppose the bow tie and the shorts. Now he'll have to conceal it to Homer Simpson. Otherwise, it'll be clear he's got some source of income. Yes. 
So they're like going to be like, this isn't a Rolex watch. You see, it's a B. This is a fake watch. It's a Bolex. A Bolex watch. $7. It's a B. Oh, my God. Back when we still thought about watches. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, the stick is over. And what? And it wasn't worth it. Uh, some things in this movie are pretty good, but and his comedic acting is all right too. Wasn't there an Ali Bill episode where he was the judge, Dan Castaneda, and it had to do with Bart Simpson and people dressed up as Bart Simpson in the jury? That's no, I'm the only Ali McBeal. Am I the only Ali McBeal head here? <laughs> I guess. I remember Ali McBeal, but only because the girl I was dating, I liked it. I I remember watching the final episode, and then when it ended, I said, "That's the end of that." I know it can't. No more. Now there's this weird section in this movie. It doesn't make any sense. Suddenly, the secretary is extremely sexually attracted to Ben Stiller, uh, and Ben Stiller is either resisting or being oblivious, but he does like it. So he's going to fix the shredder. Oh, and no. That's, yeah, that's going to ruin George Carlin's little streak. Right, because it'll be all shredded. This now, is not what, a good one. Yeah. Now, what's weird is we'll never, ever have anything between Ben Stiller and the secretary again. This is like a bit or something. Well, it's more about the shredder, right? Yeah. You think so? What are you, crazy? Yeah, right. Exactly. And he's going to start hitting it. Break, damn it. Oh, man, don't get me started about the fax machine. <laughs> Just the fax, man. That's the worst fax machine when you put it in a shredder. Yeah. Fucked it up again. <laughs> I can't do anything right. It's Hello, Mr. Facts. Spiegelman. I received your fax, but it's all smushed up and scrambled. It's all in little spaghetti forms. It's, yeah. Did you mean for us to say for <laughs> spaghetti forms, Mr. Spiegelman? Okay. Damn it, I set my facts to shred. God damn it. <laughs> now there's not a shred of evidence of, of fact of factual evidence. There's not a shred of facts actual evidence. Okay, never mind. So okay. these guys are really ben, screwed. Ben Stiller's learning that George has been trading in in the with Susan. So now he's like furious. You see how that happens in movies all the time? The elevator, you go yeah. through the elevator and it closes. You know elevators don't work like that. Everybody knows that. It would have been funny what? if he put his hand in to try to like open the door and it took off his arm. That would, have been that would be funny. Yeah, that's that would like my funny. spear. Yeah. Every time you put your wave your hand in front of an elevator, there's a part of you that go, you are a fucking idiot because it could close <laughs> on you right now. You know, like yeah, and then you're gonna go. That's gonna be like a Three Stooges film where your arm goes up and you go up, and yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah. Like it works fine in real life. I mean, TV. Now this scene is like showing Ben Stiller how many people have profited from this. You know, like. It sounds like, you know, all this insider trading, it means it's pumping money into the lives of people who need it. The George Wallace's kid has braces. 
Right. You know, funding the church. God bless you, sir. You know. Yeah, there's a nun in the basement. Yeah. Weird basement. That's where I keep mine. Mindy Sterling invited her over. Her character's really Catholic. Really Catholic. They go, how many women do you have in your basement? And I go, none. (laughs) Right. And it's not like they can't arrest you. You were being honest. Uh, Totally. The only sex the preacher could have was none. Yeah, the only the only meat that the priest the priest could eat on Good Friday was on Good Friday none. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> how many more how many yeah. more none jokes can we do? Yeah. Yeah. Was it Stacy Keaton was his name and Up and Smoke did the nun joke? The only sex the preacher could have. I think so, Sergeant Sedenko. Yes, Sergeant Sedenko. Poor Sergeant so, Sedenko turned into a lizard. And, and uh, that was kind of, you know, that was a really strong lead. That was like the second or third one or whatever. I think it was the third. Nice dreams. It's, right. Turns into a lizard. And that was also in Stephen King's uh, Thinner. Oh, he's guy gets so thin he turns into a lizard? Yeah, like the, the, the gypsies put a curse on all of them. And this guy slowly turning into a reptile. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But our journey was with the thinner guy. Richard Bachman. From the mind of Richard Bachman comes the running man. It's a man who's running. Then later comes thinner. Ask us the plot. (laughs) (laughs) He gets thinner. He's a nail nail on the head kind of guy. I gotcha. That thinner movie was... um... Oh man! The greatest part was when he was like, "I'm going to give you the curse of the white man from town." I mean, the whole movie is worth watching for that scene. They laugh at him, you know, and he, yeah. he but he says it with such intensity and fury the second time around that the head gypsy guy is like, "Oh shit," <laughs> you know. I just remember like the guy wore like this fat suit that was like and all fat suits, mm-hmm. like he looked like he was a spawn clown or something, right? It, it really was uh, obviously put on so that he could lose the weight, but yeah. he suspend disbelief. So what's happening in our movie now is Ben Stiller's been con- convinced, okay, this is for good reason. So instead, I'm going to be the brain trust of our little group, and I will do all the investing. It's all completely legitimate. We can't insider trade never again. It's a so weird his- turn for the movie to take, but again, it's doing it. Well, he always wanted to be a broker, Carl. Right, and that's the point in the movie. It's going to prove that he can do it. <laughs> and he can, and he can bang Marie Callender, or whatever, whoever she is. Marie Callender. <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. I, I love her pot pies. Oh my god, a little Philly, but yeah. <laughs> okay, so she was on the Fox Television series Twenty Four. Um, our love interest. Her name's Leslie Hope. Um, yeah, I remember her from something current, even current. Yeah, she looks pretty good there. Yeah, and she's she very looks even better now, considering I guess because she looks really close to that now. Well, she's really done up though. I mean, she's got the perfect coiffed '80s hair and look yeah. at the makeup and you know just the tasteful earring and she's you know. Right. 
Look at the right. implied low cleavage. I Why are you guys not looking? You should be looking at Stiller with his puppy dog eyes. Whoa! What? Now she coincidentally was in Outrageous Fortune. Oh, our Ben, our uh, George Carlin movie. Yeah. I think people get cast all the time together, especially in Adam Sandler movies. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, so Carlin was in. Crimson Peak, do you know that? It's the ghost movie. Yeah, sure. I like that movie. That's a haunted house movie. And Men at Work with uh, the brothers. Yeah, the Estevez, Sheen. I just saw part of that the other night, and I'm like, I, I, I remember watching that so much on late night television, but then Is I only got about a half hour of it the other day, and I was like, I forgot all this. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching Loaded Weapon. I forgot that Emilio Estevez was a movie star. Right, he was. He's a film director, and his films aren't that interesting. But he makes his, you know, he's able to get his little passion projects out. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, oh, we're going to redo uh, Mighty Ducks, and we have Emilio Estevez. You know, mm -hmm. he's like, score. Dizzy, Dizzy's reviving something I did. The scary thing is he's the most, uh, he's probably the more affluent sheen estevez there is now charlie sheen the only charlie sheen i know of is my the the shatter i just bought called charlie sheen oh really yeah shatter nice yeah. i think his best movie was the sheening the sheening <laughs> oh oh uh, you know what we're gonna have to like get you down to like three puns an hour carl yeah Let's be real. Don't worry about Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen was in a sitcom called Anger Management for over 100 episodes. I'm not worried about the guy. So right now, Ben is going to ask her to go to a gathering of the stock market, you know, their little group. And uh, it's basically a date. And the guy who's driving the cab, he's got to be a stand-up comedian or something. He's like, ask her on the date, pal. But I can't find him in my research. Oh, you know who that is. Who is it? Can't tell. Hold on. You hear his voice. Friday night. Friday night. Yeah, no, if you can't make it, I understand. Because Friday. I'd love to. What time? Sounds great. Congratulations. Now, can we get out of here? Let's go. Can we get out of here? Total, total New Yorker. Didn't look like Ben Bailey at all. <laughs> ben Bailey <laughs> from uh, that cab show, Cash Cab. You know, I just I hate to see him get typecast. Hey, I don't want name drop. We follow each other on on Twitter. I got to tell you, when I hear a, a voice like that, like your ear goes, "Gosh, listen to that New York, right?" And my right. my ear is like, "Yeah, it's you know, it's just a guy talking." It's just a guy. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a regular guy. Come on, can we get can we get going, please? Can we get out of here? <laughs> Is this the dude? Oh no! Oh, no. Look out! It's a pratfall. Get off me, you idiot! I'm so sorry. I'm using the remote. <laughs> well, I understand technology uh, has some hiccups. Now. As far as this film goes, this scene is ill-placed. It doesn't advance the plot at all, and we've seen this before. 
right? Yeah, but it has more tan cast than that is. <laughs> okay. And yeah. they have to justify that budget for the siren light thing. Yeah, right. Now, Buddy will give a big tip to, uh, but it's it's not insider training. It just feels it in his cojones. Does he really say cojones? No, I think he uses the term California raisins. In living color the first year, and in living color the best of it, and in living color will not be seen tonight, and so Fox can present a movie of the week. Cops will not be seen for the next four hours as right. Fox will present. <laughs> Married with children will not be seen tonight, so we can take a fucking breather. <laughs> Uh, from the makers of Beverly Hills 90210, it's Buddy Epson 80. Yeah. <laughs> BC. 90210 BC. What a good shot that is. The lighting. Stand by the ship. Oh, a little dance step. Hey, so, uh, this director did Easy Money, man. Give him some credit. Right. Yeah. So this guy, no, he didn't do Easy Money. He did um, Back to School. Which Back to School. Oh, yeah, the school. other one. Better in my opinion, back to school, but okay. So now Clampett has given him uh, his hit not an inside information, but he's investing in this. You should too, and it's going up. So now we're having a very uncharismatic, charismatic, no screen chemistry at all, lovey lovey thing between the two of them. Looks like they got caught. Right, they got caught by bad guy who thinks he's rival love interest, but she's not interested in him. He's still wearing the Jenner's suit. How funny is that? Like, are they Jenner's during the day? Wouldn't they wait till after work? Uh, it's all over the place in this movie. They're they're laughing at his expense now, and. Uh, I don't know. It's Flirt City. They, it's like, it's inevitable. They're going to be together, and they're liking it. He's just a janitor. Right, exactly. What the fuck is this bullshit? <laughs> He's a trash. You know, the trans you know, you're familiar with the Trans-America building, right, in San Francisco? Mm -hmm. The one in Grand Theft Auto you could jump off uh, from? So there's a service entrance. I was catering there, and I wasn't allowed to go into the main entrance. I had to go through the service entrance. Uh -huh. So, okay. I mean, like, if you're a janitor at this brokerage firm, I'm sure it's the same deal. So did you have to go, like, on one of those uh, lifts, you know, the um, uh, where it has to have an operator? No, I had to walk out of the lobby, walk around the corner, and go through another door, and then go up some staircase. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. You were a servant. Right. I was a janitor. I was George Carmen janitor. Right. Compared to, uh... Okay, so now we're beginning to learn about the pension fund is always losing money. Are we Are we sick of this film? <laughs> I am sick of this film. This film has nothing going on. It's like not even 20 minutes into it. So let's talk about some of the people. Uh... Sure. Okay, so... I mean, there's but... no... We've we got to see, like, the hit squad or something. He's 
Yeah. Not enough violence for me. <laughs> violence. Hmm. No one's got hurt. Sometime in this movie, we'll have peril, the danger of violence, but no violence. Now, does someone get like a pie in the face? <laughs> no. I want you to tell me what movies your buddy from Star Trek's on because I want to know what what movie that I'm remembering him from. Was he in Blade Runner? No, I know who you're thinking of. William uh, Sanders. I'm thinking of William Sanders. Okay, wait. I think Michael J. Pollard is this the guy we're talking about. Our Star Trek connection. Right. Scrooge. He was in Scrooge. A big deal in that one. Okay, so that's maybe it. He was in Roxanne. He was in Dick Tracy. Oh, there it is. Roxanne. Roxanne. Okay. Spencer Laughing. <laughs> he's the one. He's the, he's the goofy guy from the fire station. He's one of the firemen. Yeah, the coolest credit is the Wild Angels, 1966. He was one of the riders. You know, one of the... Oh, Andrew Laughing is Carl's... Uh... Uh, Reiner's memoirs about being a TV writer, comedy writer. Cool. Like uh, on, on my show shows. You know what? I'm going to watch it. I'll put it in my Netflix queue. Oh, no. Don't do it. Then you're going to be like Spiegelman. Well, that, well, listen, don't. I'll recommend don't movies. Think, yeah, you should. No, definitely recommend movies, but be serious. Think about the guy who's going to have to do it. You saw it once here, like, yeah. You should see it. Man, I saw some garbage. <laughs> I never said it was going to be good. I no, but it. that's what I mean. Like, have a little compassion, dude. <laughs> you don't have time. You got to mail it. You got to get right. the mail. You got to open up the mail. You got to put it into the... You I... mean when you actually say, oh, you should see it? You actually... Yeah, and then Carl reads it. Like, he reads the DVD, and then he, like, plays it. He finally gets the DVD, puts it in, and, like, two hours later, it's a terrible movie. Well, Carl's like the most optimistic moviegoer. Like, you could watch this 131 minutes and 42 seconds and go, ah, oh, there was a couple good, you know, lines by Buddy Epps. <laughs> yeah. Carl is I'm the most like, optimistic. Really? Holy smokes, you are a champ. You're taking one for the team, literally and figuratively. You are the most optimistic movie viewer. You've been re-watching Joker going, maybe this time, maybe this time. Well, nope. the thing is, you 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 say like, okay, we're doing munchies next week, and so it's like you just launched me on like four viewings of munchie. You know, at least oh, it was Roger Corman. That's a bad example, right? There's other ones though. But think of all okay. the movies collectively, just between us three. You can think of any guests that you have on from week to week. But I mean, just think collectively, even between you two, how many really shitty movies you've watched in your lifetime? Oh yeah. Yeah, and then, and then you're nice enough, Mike, to go, "Hey, Carl, let's go back and revisit it." Yeah, you should really check out T Rex with uh, with the Goldberg, and then Carl wants to be like, "No." So, what have you guys <laughs> seen? The one with Whoopi Goldberg called Phone Booth. Uh, I seen the the telephone directed by the Rick telephone. Taylor. Okay, the telephone. Yeah, I have seen that. That's a she's in the Marcadero uh, apartments, the old ones under the uh, the freeway, the Marcadero freeway. I have that on VHS and it's just sitting there in a cabinet. Well, you have to watch it. It's uh, it's directed by Rip Taylor, the actor. Uh, Rip Torn, Rip Torn. The Rip actor. Torn, not Rip Taylor, yeah. Yeah. And she's on the phone. Fabulous! Yeah, fabulous! Rip Torn, not I Taylor. I love him. 
Okay, but it's Rip is Torn. arrested in at his. Oh, okay, okay, wait, because Rip Torn is the guy from the Sandling Show, right? Jerry right, Sandling. he's already. But so Rip Taylor is the one that's over the top from like uh, whatever match game and all that stuff, right? He's, yeah, we no, watched him in the movie look, Chatterbox. Look what George Carlin did to his house, okay? Remember this oh, is the, the fountains and the lights. So Jersey. Is he from New Jersey? Man, that was a big budget for yes. Bobby back then. That, that's 1990 with LED lighting. Yeah. <laughs> now he I was making seriously fun of doubt it was LED. I mean, we're talking a long time ago. Wow, it's fancy. Look, he looks like the Joker. The Riddler. Uh, the, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I want that suit. Needs to have dollar bills on it, like that guy. Needs to have big old cannabis leaves on it. Yeah, that's right. Now, the wife, she's a stand-up. She was, like, on Night Court once and Seinfeld once and Wings once. You know, she, she's one of she, – she was on The Nanny, you know, The Diagnosis Murder, L.A. Law. She's been she, looked she looked better before she they dressed her up. Yeah, I thought so too, except for that scene wow. in curlers. All right. Well, I, you know, I have a thing for those curlers from like Tony Orlando and Don. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The bigger the curler, the bigger. Well, you know where I'm going with yeah. that. Look at that red cap, sir. Can you take your mega hat off, please? Yeah. <laughs> You're not at work right now. This is like Mar Margo Largo. Wouldn't that be kind of funny to like screenshot that and put, you know, put a Mad mega hat on them? Yeah. Michael J. Look, I'm I'm a his comedic point. Oh my god, this is a TV movie dragging it out to a stretching point. Throw it a musical number. Well they're they, they paid a lot of money for this party on screen, so they're gonna have their party. They're gonna have their party. See it's all choreographed. Look how That's much kinda cool. They literally just moved craft services to the middle of the set. <laughs> Now, now, Fox, they air from 8 to 10, right? And then they had local news. It was, it was a little different from, let's say, uh, three hours of broadcast uh, television. I mean, well, right. everything did 8 to 10. And then at 10 o'clock, there was like a lull until 11 late night shows. But then, but, it, but say, ABC and the networks would have a show at 10 o'clock. But and Fox they stopped would. at 10. And then they had yeah, most of the time it was news. But then, like you said, there was late night Fox. There was things like... Um, uh, Chevy Arsenio. Chase. Arsenio. 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 Arsenio was syndicated. It was. Oh, that wasn't Channel 5, Fox? It might have aired on Fox Network, but it was, oh, okay. it was through syndication. Yeah, because out here in the Bay, it was on KBHK Channel 44. There's the um, uh, Dancing Machine. What is her name? Pia? Pia Zadora? Pia? No, no. Pia. Remember oh. he did Dancing Machine, Carl and Mike's Party Machine? Mike? All right. Basically what's happening is the Riddler's up there, and he's giving a big speech. We've made a lot of money. We have Ben Stiller to thank for it. And, you know, it's also the night in which Ben Stiller and, and uh, Susan will fall in love. It's just a great night for everyone. Nothing bad in sight. Which always, which always means everything bad insight. Yeah. 
This seems like a ripoff of Tower Heist. Did you see Tower Heist? Where they Tower go to Shake Shack? Heist. This came out very 1990. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the same. They're they're robbing from the rich. They're help their. They're uh, not. They're and... investing. No, they're not. They're investing in the stock market. They are not robbing from the rich. No, they're gonna take like a gold brick. Uh, car right pedal, and dangle then it out of a window literally all they did was put the tower heist on the ground that's all i'm saying and they're gonna mail a gold steering wheel to that retired guy and he's gonna cry when he opens it oh now i can, can retire alan alda well you should oh, yeah you get a little alarm it goes whoop, whoop, spoiler alert whoop, whoop, spoiler alert that's probably the best trump movie out there tower heist right because it was trump tower wasn't it yeah. I'm just so glad that Trump didn't put his name on the side of the White House. Was that actually considered? <laughs> like something he would. Yeah, he slipped that in there, right? Oh, and another news we're going to chase up. We're going to put Trump's name on the side of it. Okay. As soon as he left, he put his, uh, his bedroom on um, Airbnb. So. Oh, yeah, right. Only been slept in once. They're getting some good mileage out of this nut, right? Like this is the third scene is mentioned. Right. Well, the thing is that there's the children's orphanage, and they've actually made a mortgage, and so he's giving her the check so that the it's owned free and clear by the church. That's great. What a great guy. What a great guy. Such an edgy movie. Yeah. So, I guess it is a movie. It started off with like uh, credits and then. Uh, was... <laughs> and actors and everything. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if our idea, our concept is a good idea, Carl. You know, like some movies are just like, gotta be kidding me. Like, it's a good Bad idea because from the there's, no, there's no way you can watch this movie on your own. The fact that you did this a couple of times. You know, Who wrote this movie? Uh, Gore Vidal. <laughs> um, this was written by three guys Joe Kirkland, John Connolly and David Luca David Luca was the one who wrote uh, Eddie but with Whippy Goldberg right. right. he wrote The House at the End of the Street with Jennifer Lawrence I saw that film, I, it wasn't the greatest film but he wrote it, and it, it was, was it a horror film? film? yes, it had a twist at the end it was like a psychological horror not nothing metaphysical it was uh, just a crazy guy gotcha it's like the calls coming from inside the house kind of thriller. He wrote The Dream Team, which starred Michael Keaton, Christopher. Now, Miller. I like that movie. <laughs> That's they're like, they're crazy, but they're in New York, and they're in New York. Peter yeah. Boyle's in it. So now they're yeah, just going to fall in love. Fall in love. Fall in Despite the name of that movie, I lost a lot of basketball money on betting on them. The Dream Team, yeah. Yeah, they were not the same Dream Team. Their whole thing was they were trying to get to the city to watch a baseball game or a basketball game or something. And it, it was their adventure. It was more about the voyage than the destination. Yeah, exactly. Ah, uh, life. I don't think you can get away with a movie like that. They're crazy, Asterix. Uh, legally, we'd like to state that. So wait, it's fading out, but we still have 27 minutes left of credits? No way. No, no we're not. 
where it's just love and the night is love and everything is love. They bought a dolly. They rented a dolly for that night. They need to use it. You can see the cameraman trying to escape. They could have totally, you know, jumped into a time machine and borrowed my, my, uh, my, um, uh, what is it called? Speaking of time machine, there's the World Trade Center. Oh, look at that. Another night court scene. Twin Towers. (laughs) Twin Towers. Twin Towers. We had a Twin Tower sighting. Oh, yes, they are. There they are. Oh, wait. Sorry. Took it to a tower. Kissy, kissy. He's still wearing that outfit. Is he in the office? He's in the office. Yes. It's his job. It's Monday morning or some crap. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Oh, there goes the collar. Now you can be like George. Now you be like George. So they're together and a couple now. I mean, what could go wrong? What could go wrong? The boss, the mob, the insider trading. The insider trading. She's gonna break it. Is she gonna discover that they've been insider trading? Bingo! And she's gonna think that it was him. And we know he's he's innocent of that. Yeah, it's George Harlan. Hill Street Blues. Hill Street Blues. I told you never to come down in my little dark closet. Well, that's uh, right. Never, she's going to discover a classified memo. And then he's going to admit he did it once to save Ralph's life. Ralph Dawatsky. I believe it's George Darwin. Right, because he owes $6,000. Did I tell you I owe $6,000 to a book? Have I mentioned that I sold... Yeah, that's the 6,000. Okay, George, George, George. Please turn to page six of the script. Yes, Mr. Carlin, you will know that I owe $6,000. Correction. <laughs> Please pop collar and repeat after me. Yeah, I owe 6000 Continue. <laughs> George, continue. Dollars to the. Sorry, I had to flip the page. Get him back. So Ben Stiller became a big deal, right? So he did his TV show, which I was like, but it was very inside. Like, well, there's the confidential envelope that should have been shredded. Yup, exactly. Now she knows something. His back was turned. Uh, he just changed her mood. Something's going on. Mr. Alda, you ripped off the pension. What about everyone who works in the basement of the tower? Exactly. <laughs> Fuck up, kid. But there's no parallels. It's like, that show is great. It's like, well, I, I gotta get all the people back together. We're gonna heist. I wonder where they're working. I'm working at Shake Shack. I'm working at the Eminem store. I'm working at Planet Hollywood. All right, now that we visited those locations, it's time to continue with this movie. <laughs> we collect cast members like trinkets in a uh, treasure hunt. Or what is it called? Yeah, treasure hunt. What, what's it yeah. called? Scavenger hunt. What is it? Scavenger. Scavenger hunt. Thank you. That's national treasure. Well, wow, look at that. The national computer treasure. has a ticket tape on it. Now they're having their first fight. Is that the right way to say it? She's learning about she the, you know. Like she's been there 
popping birth control pills like M&M's. Right, and a cigarette. That's the best way to wash them down. <laughs> is supposed to, this director's way of saying, I don't care. Get lost. Oh, she's gone cold. He's gone cold. Oh, they really didn't care. She has one of her little locks sticking down weird. That would have hurt me. <laughs> cut, cut, cut. Get that fucking, oh, excuse my language, get that lock thing off. Come on. Harlan's not here. We can finally think. It's a piece of quiet. <laughs> In 1989, the All right, Carl, you're scuba diving. You're scuba diving, Carl. Oh, I'll plug into the router. You keep talking. Okay, I'll that plug was into the router. That was way better. So, okay, 1989. I don't know. I was about as about as busy as Ben Stiller. Back in '89. Yeah, what was I doing in '89? I was working at a at a deli called Jan's Manhattan West. Huh. I guess I guess that was West California. Yeah, like as in West Coast. Yeah, she was from Manhattan apparently, so she had to come out here and try to do foo foo, try to do a, a Manhattan deli in California in 1989. Was I never understood that. Yeah, didn't work. Yeah. Okay, I'm back because well, it's like you know, just make sandwiches. You know, it's funny because I did a, a did a storytelling show a couple of weeks ago, and I told yeah. that place. Just remember, I did, yeah, the formative years. What were you doing in 1989, Mike? Where'd he go? I don't know. Okay, Carl, what were you doing in 1989? I was living in Manhattan in a five-story walk up at York and 78th Street, and it was a great time. Great time of my life. Making music, trying to be a rock star. <laughs> what happened? What happened to that place, Carl? Why'd you throw it away? What, what? I didn't throw anything away. Why'd you ruin it? Why, what happened to your dreams, Carl? Oh, that? Oh, well, uh, in 1990, Mom was like, college, college. And I was like, but I, I college, college. Fucking okay. And I moved home to Montclair, New Jersey. Nice. Yep. Yeah. And then we hung out. Yeah, that's right. We yeah. started fish burgers. Yeah. <laughs> 91, 92, something like that. I guess Kroll started it. Okay, anyway, what's going on right now is he's discovered them snooping around trying to figure out how he's siphoning off the the uh pension fund and basically he's going to fire them because he's caught them. Carlin's like, what we're doing, sir, it's, it's called pre-cleaning. You see, <laughs> we preemptively, you know. He's always on. George Carlin. Yeah, I mean, like, Carlin, like, he had a, a sitcom on Fox, right? It was like, yeah. he had a show called Carlin's Corner. And then it was like the George Carlin show. And it's amazing, like, you forget the legacy of these comedians that they've done plenty of television shows and plenty of sitcoms. You just don't remember, you know. 
Yeah, it's strange because that used to be the natural progression of things. So before you were known, you had to get your set on Johnny Carson, then you had to be called over to the couch, and then you got your sitcom. You look at people like Tim Allen with Home Improvement. Right. Well, I think of Freddie Prince Jr. Or Freddie Prince, I should say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Chico the Man. It was based off of Carmen's uh, stand-up set. But then, you know, you hit your prime, and it's like, by the time Carlin had his shows, it didn't matter if it succeeded or not, if anyone remembered it, it was product, you know. It yeah, wasn't. It was, um, like, well, I, think some, I think some people, you know, like most of the time, you think of these people, they, they take the stuff from their act. Um, you know, like everybody loves Raymond. All that stuff was supposedly, you know, from his act, from his yeah. joke. You know, you take one joke and you turn it into an episode. So in the right. George Carlin show, he was a New York City taxi cab driver. That's always going into a bar. Did he have like a family as well? Yeah, or like family. He was like a, he lived in a like a your typical walk up in New York City kind of thing. It's gotcha. Sha Sharon was his is his daughter, right? Shelly Sharon. Kelly. Shelly. Kelly. His actual daughter, Kelly Carlin, is his daughter Kelly. in that show. Gotcha. Kelly Carlin, that's it. Oh, right. Well, she's out there today. Yeah, yeah. she's doing her own podcast. And yeah, matter of fact, our, so is our buddy. Our buddy has moved from New York out to Patrick. LA. Patrick Carlin? Yeah, I'm still here. He went to Los Angeles? Yeah, he moved to LA. Um, yeah, the, his his wife of 60 years passed away in March. I oh wow! So Marlene Carlin was like the greatest lady you'll ever even hear about. But anyway, so she passed away in March. He moved out to LA. Now he's doing his own podcast. It's called um, Patrick's Hollywood Stock Connection, <laughs> and you can get it on SoundCloud currently. All right. His first, his first episode was out a couple weeks ago, and it was basically um, on George's birthday. Oh, very cool. Yeah, you, you had a show. The great title he has because he's from Woodstock. So it's right. Hollywood stock. Right. right. And he's stalking celebrities. <laughs> That's what I heard. I heard the stock part. <laughs> He is. And it's kind of cool. He has like three different segments of a show. One is basically where he's talking to you from. Well, one, he's kind of talking about him and his wife and their their travels. And then the second part he does from a place that it's called the Old Stoner Cafe, which is basically where he used to do our show from. Uh -huh. And it's more of a it's not a longitude and latitude latitude kind of place. It's kind of a state of mind place. Yeah, but of course. Yeah. So uh, I have the old Stoner yeah. Cafe was in Woodstock, but it's also on the West Coast now. So I, I, I have to interrupt for the plot. I just got to let you know that what's happening now is uh, they've made a lot of money and they've been noticed. So the like stock market TV show is interviewing them. And that's a big embarrassment to uh, uh, our bad guy. And they're doing yeah. it right in the basement where, you know, they're fired janitors, but, you know, it's the same day. Money talk. So they were able, they got fired, but they were able to stay on the floor to interview in a suit. No, um, 
like they got fired, so they went downstairs, cleaned out their lockers, and this reporter showed up and is interviewing them. And all the Wall Street guys watch this show every day, so it's a big spit in the face to bad guy. See, this is the Ben Stiller I know, all dressed in black. Yep. All right, our gentlemen, rest these gentlemen. Get these men out of here. Rest these gentlemen. <laughs> now I'll embarrass you even further because you're on TV. Oh, no TV. And oh, that. Clampett loves it because his son, his uh, family, I don't know, nephew or whatever he is, is getting embarrassed. It's embarrassed. I secretly approve. Thanks, Ronald Reagan. I mean, Dad. So now what they're finding out is they're all bummed out because the Shell Corporation he's been funneling the pension money into and he's made loans against it. They're now going to buy the stock firm. And that means it's over. He's won. He'll own the whole building. Oh, uh, no, not the whole town. Stock, stock and barrel. <laughs> yeah. He will have <laughs> he will have the company lock, stock, and barrel. That looks like Cranston. A little bit. Hey, Flintstones, finally, it's a Gen X jokes. Remember when the Flintstones were on TV all the time? Yep, it was great. Yeah. Sort of. I don't know if it was great. It was just like filler and content, but it got into our brains, and now we like it. Well, now I have to, like, I chose it. So every time, like, I see a Fruity Pebbles commercial, I stop what I'm doing. And go to YouTube. Yeah. Watch them smoke a Winston. Oh, in black and white, even though it was a color at the time. They just figured, like, people still have black and white TVs, so you might as well keep the commercial in black and white. Mm -hmm. That was historic. You remember, like, Barney's like, come on, Fred, fuck this shit. Let's go have a smoke. <laughs> Are we away from Wilma? Uh, are we away from uh, Betty? Winston tastes good like a boulder shed. Barney? Oh, got caught by the missus. Just trying to have a Winston here. <laughs> <laughs> so... Love interest now finds out that everything was on the up and up. He wasn't doing any insider trading. Bad guy's a really a bad Great. guy. And so she kisses Great. him on the cheek. And now oh, we're allies. Happy day. Nothing's happened in this movie, Carl. Well, there's no way this to stop bad guy. But I, I know a way. I know a way. Why don't we get the stock price to plummet? Okay, then we can buy it for cheap and he'll have to sell because he's mortgaged like crazy. Yay! Let's get the stock price down. Now this movie's got an act three. In <laughs> a moment too soon. I sat through so many commercials for a living color. I really just want to get to the ending of this movie. <laughs> Man, you just you're nailing it. It's it's nineteen ninety in living color. Right. With all new married with children, followed by duets, duets. Fox bet a lot of money. It's it's the Gary Shandling show reruns taken from Showtime. Right then, like Fox showed like Gary Shandling show, even though yeah, it was, there was, it was like 
it wasn't a syndicated deal. It was like a, they just bought, you know, like AMC playing the Sopranos. They just right. paid them a bunch of money. They might have done some new episodes for Fox, but it was just weird. Yeah. Ben Stiller show was only 13 episodes. 90 right, but I'm telling you, like, people know, like, three bits from that show, which is fine, but if you watch all 13 episodes, there's a point where they just have the supporting cast do, do most of the legwork. Mm. Which is fine if, if you're a fan of Andy Dick, you know. Yeah, that's right. Andy Dick, uh, Bob Odenkirk, who I missed, Janine Garofalo. Yeah. Um, it was on MTV and then Fox. Now, he was on SNL in 89. He was a featured performer. However, since the show did not want him to make more short films, he left after four episodes. So it was really short-lived. He made well, so films that they would air, and they were like, you know what, Ben? No more of those. And he yeah, was no like, fine, I quit. Well, the humor of like, the, the Ben Stiller show would be like uh, – Winston Kincaid from the Partridge family is the, the manager of U2. So if you know the, the Partridge family and you know that YouTube video, the combination is really funny. But if you don't know those references, you're just you're just <laughs> not gonna you know, you're just gonna look at that. Okay, now look, see he's on the ledge. He is he's claiming that he's gonna commit suicide because the firm ruined him. And that's a way to make the stock price plummet. It's a big plot they have. Oh, so he's faking it like he, this is on purpose. Right. And you, he doesn't really want to die. So that's why all the exaggerated, funny, funny stuff. Right. The cameraman's like, I'm union. I'll stick it out the window once and then that's it. <laughs> I'm not going to get myself in trouble. So Austin Powers Lady is spreading rumors. Yeah, he's up there on the ledge right now. I hope this doesn't hurt the stock price. The smart people nice. will get out quick. Hello, I need to get out quick. Look at that police car, man. It's so, I know you guys, you grew up here, Mike. It's so 89. Yeah, you got it. Well, it looks very important. It has the important antenna sticking out of it. Yep. You know it's a cop car when it has, like, the important antenna. Like, that, that antenna looks important. We're right, so contact, buddy. Buy, buy, sell, sell, buy, 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 sell, buy, sell, sell, buy, 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 sell, sell, sell. Well, they're all doing the sell right now. That's what's oh, right. on the street. In this movie world, it's just not a reality. Uh, Why do they get the fire engine? Because they're going to jump into a hoop. Yeah, that looks dangerous. So Bro, look at that room. Look at all the lights in that room, but yet it's dark. Yeah, yeah. I know. So that, that, was, that was bad guy, and he's like feeling the pressure now. The stock price is starting to plummet. Which one's going to hit rock bottom first? The stock or George? <laughs> The Carlin is plummeting. Sell. So that was where he's like, 89 is what the hell am I doing in New Jersey? Probably his greatest album. Right. 
so that's the peak of it. Oh, he's a father now. Yeah, that's right. So what happens is in the end, it comes down to like George, you've got to jump or the stock won't price won't plummet far enough. That's that's this world writer's world. Right. They're blowing up the jumper thing. Like a real stuntman. I always feel like when movies have like they, they blow up the thing in the bottom and then the guy jumps, I go, at least, you know, the stuntman is safe. You know, they already established that there's something at the bottom so they don't have to fake it, you know? Mm-hmm. Usually when they fall off a building and there's nothing underneath, they got to pretend like he hits a roof of a car and shit like that. Right. But but if you set up that there's like a big spongy thing to jump on, right? Then it's a safer stunt to begin with because the scene calls for it in my mind. Makes me feel at ease. God bless the stuntmen and the the work they do for this country. For working trash, man. Let's give it up for all the stuntmen and working trash. The guy who gets pushed aside, the guy who has the ledge. We're ruined. Not yet. He didn't jump. Boy, this film sucks, man. I love George Carlin. Yeah, it's good to see George Carlin, and I guess it's another Ben Stiller movie I I now see. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely, it's something I had to see once. We're not even done with this movie, and we're very eulogizing it. Well, he's like, that's a good point. He's like, um, you know, I'm too young to die. And he's like, you gotta, you gotta come. And the wife is like, you've got to jump. <laughs> <laughs> now, I went to, um, uh, where did they do the 1980 Olympics? I went there. And right. they had this thing where you could jump. It would go up three stories, and you jumped into one of those things. So I was like, boys, don't be scared. You know you're going to be safe, blah, 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 blah. So they said, fine. So I went up. And I got to the third floor, and the thing was a fucking postage stamp. Oh my God. I did jump, but from the second story. I was too scared. Yeah, I don't even know if I would do three stories. I don't think we're missing hilarity, guys. I've seen this a bunch of times. There you go. Can hold his nose. See, now the stuntman is safe. Gary Busey. <laughs> I'll need him. Dalton, uh, what was the guy's name in Once Upon a Time in America? Rick Dalton. I could never. I could. Carlin's on, Carlin's on a roll. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That was it. I was able to squeak one joke out of this episode. So the bad guy, Jack Underwater, Carl. Underwater? Damn, I'm yeah. plugged in. Are right, you sound better? The uh-huh. bad guy was in Hamburger, the motion picture. We saw that. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. Especially the ending. They all eat. 
he was in he was in Uncle Buck, Talladega Nights, Megamind, Children of a Lesser God, Heaven's Gate. He's he's, he's an actor. Yeah. We won, kissy kissy. Kissy kissy. Can you believe this? Now let's get the criminals out to jail. Right. Now he's another big New York accent guy we just missed. You're ruined. And your love interest is kissing your rival. And then uh, like the crestfall, anyway. just tells him to stick it up your ass or something. So are they now the janitors? They're now the janitors. Yeah. They switch roles. But in prison. Oh. Uh-oh. Prison joke. Oh. We got the oh, buffer. Yeah, we, we've got this buffer out until noon today, so we might as well use it. Yeah, might as well use it. Let's do two. Read to, to the prison set. So now here we are in the stockholders meeting of the new company that they just bought. Stupid and stupid. George Wallace. Uh, Look at where's his red hat? There's Michael Senior. Look at the whole Tower Heist gang is here. That's right. Yeah, we great. Yeah. We did it. We Tower Heisted. We right. Yeah. We will soon go on to Austin Powers, Mary. Yay. Yay. Just three more years. No, yeah, right. That was in like 96. She was also the crazy sitter. Why well, see? I don't know that. Let's see. Um, I've never seen the movie. I just know the credit. First shout out to her, born in Patterson, New Jersey. She was on that movie. Zach and Cody, The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Sweet. I like that show. She was on Chowder, that cartoon. Um, She's like a Groundlings. Like, she's like a big Groundlings person. What's Groundlings? Is that a show? Yeah, like an improv troupe. Oh. In Los Angeles, they have like classes. It's It's a big deal. Will Ferrell is one of the original groundlings. I see. Lorraine Newman. He was on iCarly. Okay, so they're essentially winning now. Oh, that rice. Back I, when you could throw rice in the street. No, it's not a wedding. It's 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 confetti. Snowy? It's ticker tape thing. You, oh, it's New York ticker tape? Well, ticker tape what is a little long. The days before Head and Shoulders. <laughs> was there an astronaut in town, like driving a convertible? Well, before we can answer that, we did it. We watched Working Trash with the dollar sign uh, with Carl and our good friend Paul Brumbaugh. Carl, uh, yeah. Paul, thank you so much for being part of our show. We were anxious to have you on. What did you think of tonight's movie? It was definitely worth a watch. I mean, it's definitely Working Trash, right? I don't know about the dollar signs. They, I guess they had to put a dollar sign somewhere, right? <laughs> Make it less generic. Carl, do you agree? Do you think this is a good movie? I think, like Paul said, it was worth the watch, you know, just so you can see a bit of George Carlin and what's happened. But uh, it wasn't a good movie, but I don't know. Fox liked it. They spent a lot of money. They spent a lot of money. I just thought it was terrible, but yeah, I guess it's right. It's another Carlin been a stellar movie to, uh, to check off my checklist. Yeah. Well, that was it. We have nothing good to say about this movie, but we are going to be back next week. Uh, we do views every week. 
Uh, as we mentioned before, our podcast name is L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Uh, we also have a fantastic YouTube channel uh, under that acronym. Yeah. Uh, we're on Facebook. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube where we always update our movies. Next week, we're very excited to pick a movie that just came out but like 20 years ago. It's my super ex-girlfriend. <laughs> with uh, Very cool. Yeah, with uh, Uma Thurman as the super ex-girlfriend, and then Owen Wilson, of course, as the guy who's the lead of the story. Uh, we we have opinions of this movie. It's on YouTube. We want to watch it. Uh, here, I don't have the trailer, but I could I could pretend I do. Uh, okay. Hey, buddy. I heard you're dating women. Oh, Rain Wilson, bugger off. Women are good. Hi. You should hit on that woman. All right. Hey, uh, I noticed you're on the bus by yourself, Teehee. Oh, no, she's a psycho, and she's a superhero. Yeah, oh, there goes my car. There, it's orbiting. Yeah, uh, that's all I have. She's a psych. Women are psychopaths. I wish I knew that. Yes, yeah, it's a story for every man in the room. It's my super ex-girlfriend. <laughs> yes, she's this- a superhero, but it's not her story. It's Owen Wilson's story. It's my super ex-girlfriend. It's not the, su- not the superhero. No, it's my super ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Right, it's for the guy's point of view. The end, rated G. Rated G. <laughs> Suitable for all toxic men. I well, can't wait to watch that now. Tomorrow, next time, Celebrity Comedian Countdown is very cool because it will star a comedian who was in the movie. Oh, that's great. So we'll get some insight from someone who was actually there. That's really cool. All right. Well, so that's our movie next week, Super Ex-Girlfriend, Ivan Redman for Jam uh, from 2006, I I believe. we want to thank Paul Brumbaugh for being part of the show. Paul's spirit is one of the reasons why we strive through uh, years of our show. Yeah. Uh, we just enjoyed being part of a, a lineup that included Paul. Uh, Paul, where can people find you? Where can people hear you? I know you're out there. Yeah, the best thing to do, all roads lead back to paulbrumbaugh.com. You can mm-hmm. check out my touring schedule, plus wherever the Edge of Insanity may be played in your neighborhood. So there that you go. That sounds great. 